Hello and welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Um, hello, my name is Golnaz. I'm a sexaholic. I'm, uh, I've been sexually sober since 24th July 2014. And I am currently uh, on step six uh, with the help of my sponsor. I'm very grateful to be able to share in this meeting. And... Uh, I'm also fearful. So, and uh, please excuse me for my English, which is not uh, good enough. So, I took some notes here. I hope that my sharing would be comprehensive and clear. Um, the title Optional Suffering is taken from um, a literature, 90 Days of Meditations, 2013, page uh, 67. So, I'd like to start by reading uh, three paragraphs of this text. And then I start to share and I will close my sharing with a little praying at the end of this meditation. Um, I read just three paragraphs. Um, so I start. I hope I never forget the pain I felt as I disclosed my obsession with internet pornography to my wife. She was devastated. She felt I had broken our marriage vows with all my consuming obsession with other women. I felt guilty, shameful, and depressed. My sponsor highlighted a valuable lesson from that experience in a quote from the White Book. We have to suffer to get well. I cannot escape the painful consequences of my acting out, the physical, emotional, and spiritual pain of lust, withdrawal, and seeing the pain, the pain my addiction inflicted on others. That suffering compelled me to come to SA. It pushed me to become sober and led me to earnestly work the steps. My sponsor concluded by also stating, in recovery, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Pridefully enduring the pain on my own while clinging to despair and isolation only prolongs my suffering. As A teaches that the tools of the program can guide me out of such suffering if I use them. Connecting with my higher power by working the steps making amends, calling other members, and going to meetings brings me out of my suffering. Um, yeah, the first time I read this text, I was in the fourth step, and I asked myself three, three quick and small questions. What does pain mean? What does suffering mean? And is there a difference between pain and suffering? So as I understand, um, and as it says in this text, pain is a normal consequences of my of my behavior, of, of my acting out, and um, also my lust and my character defects. So as I understand, pain is something real. And what about suffering? Uh, so. Um, the, the fourth step and, and the fifth step inventory, uh, the, the fourth step and uh, reading for my sponsor, the fifth step, and also um, 
meditation helps me to real to realize that suffering is not a synonym for pain so often the time it comes um, from my mental creation it is like just a simple example for example if um, if my friend stepped on my feet by by accident so the moment uh, the moment she steps on my feet i feel the pain but one hour after or the day after i know i no longer feel pain but if i start to think that oh she might have done this for this reason or uh, maybe uh, she she did it she have done it uh, expressly or or an other day she did something else and i so i start to create some kind of negativity around her and this negativity uh, for me produce resentment and also suffering for me and so it affects uh, it affects me and also affects our relation and um so i can say i can see the beha- the behavior as it is is not re- really um connected with all my thoughts around my friend um the behavior is is finished i i feel pain at the time but i create some negativity uh, around my friend and uh and it it produces uh, some separation between us and um and also uh, i i i i feel suffering so i can see that the behavior as it is it's is is not uh, connected with all this negativity and but most of the time the situation can be much more complicated and uh, so i need to um, to write an inventory and to share it with my sponsor and um, and when i share with my sponsor she helps me to see to recognize the real side of the things uh so the events are norm are usually are not as much as dramatic or or um uh or dark as they appear in my mind in my head so sharing helps me to connect with the reality with the events as it is and and get get out of my um mental fabrications that makes me suffering um so the event is can be actually painful at the moment that happened but if i still pain then it is no longer pain it is suffering uh and which is um uh which is related with uh with interpretations or most of the time with my old beliefs and also self-centeredness and um so for me it was a a very important point uh through step 4 and 5 inventory and also meditation to realize that uh the the suffering most of the time is not real it's not really um connected uh with the with the things with the events that happen and to know to be aware of of that is it was already a relief um but most of the time i'm i'm used to being to stay in the state of suffering because it 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 produces a, a kind of energy that for me it looks like to to last because um i think that i can receive some sort of energy of life and the common point with last is is they are not real uh so i am completely disconnected with the reality of things and um like i'm i'm in sort of bubble uh uh 
disconnected with outside. Uh, so most of the time, um, I, I am not willing actually to, I'm not enough willing to let go of the suffering because I, I want to use it uh, as, as source of energy. It's some, somehow paradoxical because uh, we, uh, we hear that always we want to be free of suffering or what is the solution. But uh, I, can, I can see that it produced the same energy of lust for me. And uh, so I need, um, I need, again, uh, it is the same. I need, to, uh, I need to use the different tools suggested by the program to be out of it, to see what is real and what is unreal. And um, uh, to to yeah to to share, to make the inventories, to to pray, um, ask my higher power for the help uh, to to be free of it. But this this new approach to to, to realize that pain is not suffering, it helps me uh, to see also pain differently. Because naturally, I have a sort of rejection attitude toward pain, which is normal. But when I share with my sponsor, she helps me to see in every difficult or painful situation a possibility for uh, spiritual progress or, or receive a, a new message. There is something uh, that I, I need to see it, but personally, I cannot uh, I cannot see it uh, So because uh, I feel, oh, I don't want it. And um, naturally, I want to escape uh, from it. But uh, when I share it, she helps me to see in a different ways. And um, so I can say, in other words, the pain is no longer to be rejected. But uh, I would say to, 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 to see it as a grace or to be even welcomed because it allows me to wake up and to to wake up and to to do some actions to take certain acts and um uh so it helps me to see in a different ways uh to um to not see always the this difficult or hard situation as a uh as a burden on my shoulders but to use the tools and after to receive a uh a, a new message and um, but uh, actually, I, I cannot pretend that I am constantly in a state of uh, state of gratitude or or, or mercy. But um, but the connection with my higher power, as I understand uh, her, her, allows me to tell myself, okay, everything everything today is uh, is well and uh, is in its right place, just for today, and to be in much more acceptance toward my life as it is and um and at the beginning when i was uh, uh when i started as i i heard uh, a share from one member that he said yeah uh, every day that um i think everything that i need is already here in my life and uh and it's okay it, it was good to hear it um yeah. so i close by a prayer at the end of this meditation um, higher power, thank you for helping me endure the pain of recovery and thank you for relieving my suffering. Thank you very much for listening and your patience. Thank you. Hi. Um, Goma, thank you so much. It's really good to see your face and put a name with your face. 
Uh, thank you for sharing. And I really appreciate your um, explanation of the differences between suffering and, um, sorry, my mind just went blank, pain and, and how, how to make that differentiation so that we don't continue to suffer uh, as a result of experiences. So I just wonder if you could share some about what are the things that you do regularly, like on a daily basis to help support your recovery and to support you not suffering? Thank you very much, Susie. I'm also happy to see you. Um, you know, on a daily basis, I um, I need to to do the check-in every day. Uh, so I I do the check-in. I um, uh, I put the time for connection with my higher power. Um, uh, for praying and uh, to be in state of connection. It is not like to asking something. Uh, it's like a silence praying and also meditation. Uh, so for, for me, uh, meditation is not uh, praying, uh, but it is not also, I would say, to not uh, waiting for receive something from higher power. It is like just being uh, and uh, being uh, as I am, with all uh, thoughts that appears, everything, there is no separation, no rejection. Oh, this one I wanted, this one is lustful, this one is good. Everything here, I just being in acceptance and and let go. So meditation is based on my body, uh, uh, um, uh, breathing and letting go, it, three points. And um, it is very, very helpful, even that I am not yet step 11, but um, yeah, my, my sponsor suggests that it, it can be very helpful. So I, I started, it was two years ago, and it was very helpful because um, even that I am in SA since uh, some years, I have, um, yeah, I had still many uh, depressive thoughts, negative thoughts, and um, so uh, since two years that I started uh, meditation and uh, also put much more time for connection with my higher power uh, I, I receive um, many help and and this difference uh, becomes much more clear it means that what I receive from the steps like as a knowledge uh, by meditation it is very interior I, I can I can feel okay this is is mental creation it's it's not really it's not real and you don't need uh, to stay in this state and sometimes it's not working I need to share to, to do much more call but uh, it's already very helpful. Um, um, yes, and um, that's, all, I think, all I do. Thank you. Thanks, uh, Gunas. Uh, Denise, you're next up. Hi, uh, everybody. Hi, Galnaz. Uh, thank you so much for, so much for your share. I found it really powerful. Um, and it's really nice to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. Um, and gosh, you've grown a lot. Um, so it shows the program really works. And I was really, I had goosebumps listening to you because this morning I actually, without having read that um, reading, I posted uh 
you know, pain is uh, inevitable and suffering is optional. Um, and that was something that I had come across uh, also in the literature, but also um, I did recently a course on uh, compassion and they were talking about that process, you know, and that sort of um, that meditation and without sort of that mental control um, really is the solution. You know, obviously I need to share with my sponsor and uh, things like that. Um, but I just found, you know, it was like your share was personally for me. So I thank you very much for that. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I think there is a freedom in knowing, yeah, like life has pain and certain things hurt. Um, but that's just that's OK. You know that I actually do have a choice around, you know, how much suffering I want to engage in. And I did suffer a lot with um, negativity and I was getting sort of um, a feed feedback from it. I was getting sort of it was my way of getting attention or getting affection or I hadn't realized and you put it really well there. It's the same kind of energy as lust. You know, it's a it's not it's a fantasy. You know, it's not a real um, thing. Um, so pain is real, but suffering, you know, is something that I do with pain. Um, so um, thank you so much. I'm really grateful uh, for you and for the program. I'll leave it at that. Thank you. Thanks, Denise. Sona. Yes, thank you. Uh, hi, everybody. Thank you, Golnaz, for your very great and contemplative share. Uh, you know, I uh, my conclusion was that uh, avoiding real pain causes suffering. And uh, I have a question. I don't know if you have had any experience with relapse or not, but my question is that uh, when, uh, when we... Uh, relapse at the moment of relapse why we forget all the sufferings that we have had before uh, due to our, our illness and due to our uh, addiction uh, why at that moment we don't re remember it we can't remind uh, ourselves of those suffering uh, and let uh, not let that happen uh, why before we, we are prone to forget suffer, suffering and we, we uh, it sounds we are doomed to uh, repeat it again uh, and especially why at the moment of relapse uh, we just forget uh, all about suffering we had thank you yeah, thank you Sona nice to meet you uh, I um, relapse I um, during um, yeah, I before as I, I was in the family fellowship and um, and I when I, I I share my step four inventory and sexual inventory I wanted to to, to stop act out. Um, I, I at the moment I didn't use the word uh, sobriety, just I wanted to stop act out, and I try for around six years and I. Um, some I, I can say yeah some of behaviors were stopped um, but I was not sober I couldn't uh, get sobriety um, and after six years I knew SA and 
and, and I, I start to, to be sober. Uh, but, um, about uh, your question, um, um, I think I, I need to, I don't know if I can really answer to your question, but I think I need to be in acceptance uh, that if, if there is a relapse, uh, I am a sexaholic and it's, it is done. And uh, to do the inventory uh, with my sponsor, what's happening and, um, uh, and uh, yeah, I am powerless over, over lust, over this, over this force, uh, this energy. Um, so if it's already happened, it is, I mean, uh, I, I, it is helpful to do the inventory, but I, I, I think that it is not maybe helpful to much more analyze it or to put a time, uh, uh, why it's happened or, uh, I mean, it's for me, uh, I need to be in acceptance, the thing as it is today. Uh, to make inventory, to share it with my sponsor, what I can do, what I have done. And most of the time it happens in my mind before, uh, before acting out. So if I relapse in, in the reality, it means that it's, it's already happened before, uh, in my mind. Uh, and mind is, is very powerful. Uh, it says, it says also in, in the, at the beginning of the step into action that it is, we are like an architect that we do the, to break together and we, we create something with our mind uh, with fantasies and scenarios uh, and it produces energy and uh, so I I think to, to not I, I would not put too much to analyze it uh, but to make the, the actions to make the inventory to do uh, what, what I have done I didn't respect such or such boundary or um, the things that it's can it can be helpful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Golnas. Thanks, Sona. Uh, Buddy, you want to go next? Thank you, Golnas. I am Buddy. I'm a recovering sexaholic. Um, your English is perfect. <laughs> I understood every word you said, so thank you. Um, I had a woman friend who broke a promise to me on Christmas. And it's not the first time she has broken a promise. And it really was painful. And as you shared, it really brought to mind for me why I'm still suffering. Because I chose to hang on to this. And what I need to do is to forgive her and, and to let it go. And I really identified when you said there's a form of energy in the suffering. And I want to use my energy with the suffering to build a wall between her and I. And that's not love. Love doesn't build walls. Love forgives. Um, so your message was was right on the mark for me. So. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, buddy. buddy. Bill? Thank you. Uh, and thank you, uh, uh, Goldness. That was a powerful share. Uh, I uh, uh, was reminded of something I heard 
uh, from a young woman in a meeting. Uh, she said, uh, I, uh, I will generally listen to a reason, but I always obey pain. And it was pain that brought me to Sexaholics Anonymous. It was pain that drove me to ask someone to take me through the steps. And uh, uh, it, I, I'm, I'm grateful that I, I uh, eventually got to where I could experience the pain instead of just numbing it with uh, lust, alcohol, drugs, or anything else. Uh, and I agree that, that the suffering is optional. Uh, today, I am uh, much less tolerant of pain and suffering. When I become aware that I am uncomfortable, uh, instead of seeking the sense of ease and comfort that comes at once by taking a few drinks, I uh, seek the long-term uh, relief that comes from uh, writing an inventory, sharing with uh, my sponsor and perhaps other people in recovery, uh, and then taking whatever actions uh, the the program tells me to take, um, uh, and and I find that when I do that, uh, it may take longer to get the relief, but uh, I don't suffer the terrible consequences that I did when I was uh, just medicating the pain uh, with addictive behaviors. Uh, I'm very grateful to be here today. Very happy to see many of my friends from across the country and around the world. And uh, I uh, want to thank the Barcelona Fellowship for putting this uh, meeting together. Uh, if, uh, if you are going to be celebrating in the next few days, I hope you have a uh, happy and prosperous new year. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Hi, everybody. My name is Hamid. I'm Sixali from Iran. Hi, Hamid. Thank you, Golnas, for your great share. Uh, it was really great. And I liked your insight about the similarities between lust and suffering. That was really uh, amazing because, yeah, they are both unreal and they disconnect me from the reality. And that's what my disease wanted. You know? So, yeah, always I, I'm looking for something in my life to suffer. And it's a good uh, excuse to go and last. That's, uh, I think, I need to have something for suffering. And yeah, that's really true. That pain can lead me to, to, the, to the solution. I can remember when I was working step four, it was really painful, but it helped me a lot. But Never I could get anything useful from suffering, and they are different, and I didn't notice that. So, yeah, thank you so much for your share. Thank you for the meeting, and glad to be here. Thank you. Thanks, Hamid. Dana, uh, your hand's raised. Yes, it is. Thank you, Francis. Uh, Golez, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for your share. It was very uh, courageous and uh, brave of you to share these things with us. And uh, I've really, I've enjoyed your uh, answers to the questions as much as your share. Um, and I, like any addict, 
I've been aware for a long time that pain is the only thing that will make me change. As long as I'm comfortable, I won't change at all. Uh, but I just would like to ask you, as you've kind of deciphered, discerned this over the couple years sobriety, working out the difference between pain and suffering, when it comes to relationships with people that we're, we care about and we're involved with, want family or whatever, it becomes a little bit harder to delineate when when, I, when it's necessary to turn the suffering off. You know, there may be pain that's caused by something that happens in the relationship, but it can be very easy, particularly for someone like me that has some codependency issues, to kind of want to linger on there. And uh, I'm just wondering if you had any experience like that yourself. Was it when you, did you find it difficult to figure out when to stop to call a halt to what would be the suffering? And are there certain was were personal relationships any more? difficult to do that with than other things like hurting your foot. Thank you. And thanks again for your share. Thank you. Um, I didn't understand all our, all, all your question, but <laughs> I can just explain, uh, you know, my experience, uh, about pain and my codependency relations. Mm? Okay. Yeah. I, I feel pain, uh, still pain uh, about my relation, especially with my mother. Um, um, you know, because uh, I experienced um, a rejection when I was uh, I was little, and um, and I uh, and she has a she has a strong character and um, authority character, and uh, and I always I had also fear. Um, um, and I, I always wanted to receive tenderness and um, from her or different sort of love or connection. And um, yeah, I, I, I write uh, the inventory about, uh, about this uh, in family fellowship and also in SA. And it, it helps me to be in acceptance toward her. And um but I cannot say that uh, that when the, the the behavior is here, uh, the pain it it comes comes up again. It comes up, um, but it doesn't produce suffering because the the negativity, resentment, and and expectations is less, or or I can be much more aware of them, or they are here, so I can I can write down, I can pray, uh, I can pray for her. Um, so I cannot say that pain disappear in our relation. It, it can comes up every time that I call her or I am with her. Um, but the, the difference is I don't, uh, I don't fall down in the, in the suffering maybe or less, uh, less suffering. Um, and also the thing that uh, happened is, um, I always criticize my mother because of this character of, of she's her strong character, or even uh, I can say uh, rageaholic. And uh, but at the same time, I, I recently I realized that these characters was also a source of strength in our life because 
she had uh, many responsibilities and uh, uh, she she does she did well. So the defects that I can see in her that affects me and produce pain or suffering also was positive finally in our life because uh, she stay and uh, she do everything for groaning uh, for that we are grown up me and my sister and brother. And uh, so it was also the, 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 the good points in, uh, in that. And, um, and also um, connection with my higher power helps me to see what is my role uh, in this relation um, that I can receive what I need. It is the same prayer in the white book about last what I receive from uh, what I want to receive from my mother, I can receive from my higher power. Then I can give give it to her. If I want to, re- I wanted always to receive tenderness, and uh, so I can make a connection with my higher power. I can receive it from my higher power, and also I can ha- have something to to give to her. Um, yeah, it uh, it it is very helpful uh, because. Um, uh she's she can she's not uh, a higher power anymore she is a mother and i am her daughter and uh, i think the connection with the higher power helps that everything take the just place and uh yes that's all thank you thank you thank you thank you dela uh lee go ahead Hi, my name's Lee, and I'm a sexaholic. Um, really great thoughts, Collins, and I, uh, I appreciate your uh, talking about them. My uh, experience, uh, maybe connected to a question, is that I see uh, two, two kinds of pain. Uh, one occurs just at one point in time. And my suffering occurs when I take that point and form a timeline where it ties together days and days and days and days or weeks and months of suffering. The other kind is a point in time that is periodically repeated as trauma occurs from the same source. And I tie all the points together with a thread that continues suffering. Uh, And the way I uh, conceptualize that for my own recovery is from the definition uh, of addiction that is in the AA Big Book when it says that it's an allergy of the body, but an obsession of the mind. And it's my mind obsessional nature that takes a pain and obsesses about it. And that obsessional nature makes that line that ties all of that together. And my main sources of obsession are fear, resentment, shame, depression, despair. I can take all of those things and tie them together, thinking about dying, thinking about revenge, thinking about all these other painful uh, obsessional thoughts. And so I guess my bottom line uh, feedback is what do you do? I think mindfulness medication is helpful. I think the 
meditation in the big book is helpful, uh, step 11. So at any rate, my question is, how do you uh, see obsessions and what do you do about them? That's all. Thank you for your question. Uh, I don't know um, how can I answer it. Um, um, it is obs ob obsession. I, I I see them like like attacks, like some attacks in my mind uh, that it comes over and over. And most of the time, when I am in a fearful or a stressful situation, um, it comes. Uh, most of the time these attacks uh, comes when when i uh, i have to do something and i have fear and um an anxiety and uh stressful uh i have uh, it it comes more and more and um as as i said before um i think meditation is very helpful because it's it, it's it's a state um that um when I, I start to do the exercise of letting go of thoughts, there is a time that uh, I cannot say there is no absolutely no thought, but by concentration by, on my body, gesture, ge the posture, sorry, posture and breathing, uh, it helps me to uh, to let go all thoughts. And there is a time that I can say, oh, there is no thought. It happens, but it requires exercise, and it is not hard, but. It, it requires patience and it's like learning an instrument of music or so. So it takes time, but it's happened. And it is very helpful because um, I think also about character defects, like, oh, I'm, I'm praying, I'm asking my higher power to, to substitute every day I do step seventh prayer, even that I'm in step six. But, but I think meditation is this state that there is no self-centeredness. There is... There is no self-centered or all little character defects around self. They are non. There are non-existence in the state of meditation, and it is the state that I can be much more close with the state of higher power. It is not I am close to the higher power, but the state of higher power is here in the meditation. Uh, and as I said, it is not for listening to the higher power. Is it is it is not for doing anything. It is like just being here, being present. Everything that comes, it comes. No desire, even not desire to to be <laughs> sober or to be free. Nothing, just uh, be present. And uh, by the exercise of letting go of thought, there is a state of calm and and peace, no thought. And at the same time, I can say mind is also helpful because as we practice third step, like higher power is three point, is a mental creation. But it is helpful, even that I can say after the years, my relation with my higher power is, is better. But time to time, it's changed. I can say I need, again, to turn back to this mental creation of higher power is three point. Um, so mind is also, I need it <laughs> for daily life or also for working the step. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Go thank ahead. you. Gabriella, you want to ask a question? Yeah. Uh, it's not a question, just a remark. Gabriella, sexaholic. 
I can relate to the relationship with mother. My mother was a very, very disciplined person. And um, yeah, it, that caused me, I mean, the, all the shades of discipline caused pain and also suffering and resentment and rebellion and everything. But uh, it's an interesting thought to uh, to look at it that it's all it also was a strength um, she kept um, yeah she kept things going and I have a, a situation with my colleague at job uh, it's the same feelings but she keeps the she, she keeps the whole thing going and I wouldn't have that energy to do that yeah but I'm suffering under uh, uh, under her. <laughs> character but but it also has good uh, what I want to say is it's a good idea to look at it as also as an asset. Thank you. Thanks Gabriela. Thank you Gabriela. Yes, okay we have we have time for one more question if anybody wants to come in. Yeah here's Elaine. Go ahead Elaine. Germany hi. Yeah um Thank you also, I've heard a lot, because I'm, uh, I'm suffering sometimes, um, and I know that I need patience, uh, firstly, to see what is it. I mean, sometimes I make, I make uh, a new, have a new consciousness after that. That amazes me, you know, I'm suffering, but when it's over, and it's, it's over after perhaps four days maximum, and then I have a better consciousness, but I have no idea sometimes why. And I'm suffering mainly from um, putting off things, you know. That's my play. It's like a play. And then uh, perhaps some, some people say I'm an adrenaline addict, you know. I, I make myself, my, my problems myself. And then I'm paralyzed because I'm not only making my problems, then I'm so disappointed that I'm not, not doing my steps anymore. <laughs> and then I'm really in a bad state. And, uh, and I really need a magic formula for this sometimes. But now perhaps it's the time is over. <laughs> but uh, that would be my question on anyone who had an idea, if the time is still. Thank you. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.